Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today, and you'll never miss another song or a story. Now, today's episode is called Story 4, The Two Sisters and the Wolf. It's episode 42. Now, before I begin, I want to send a great big hello to three kids who sent me a wonderful email this week, Lake and Gideon and Hadley. I want to thank you for your wonderful song video, Lake. I just loved it. And I also want to thank Aldith for her Patreon support. With help from her and a few others, it really makes a big difference in all things April 8. If you like this podcast, come on over to patreon.com slash April 8 and choose a level of support and get your family's rewards. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. So, tell me, friends, where did we leave off? Hmm. Oh, yes, the two sisters. They had helped the golden moose, and to thank them, he had given them a magically swift ride to the other side of the mountains of way over there. Do you remember? And then he turned into the fearsome giant king. Well, that was a bit surprising, and the sisters were scared. But the giant king told them how grateful he was that they had come to his rescue, and that he was forever in their service. Well, hmm, that might just come in handy someday in a future story. Hmm. But for now, this story goes like this. The sisters slept peacefully through the moonlit night. Hauka dozed in a towering pine tree, and Wolf curled himself up at their feet. He was asleep, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't listening with his keen wolf ears for any possible sound of trouble. Still, there was no way to hear the trouble that came, for not even a whisper did it make. Not even one tiny peep. All through that long winter night, while the sisters slept, camped where the mountains of way over there meet the rolling valley below them, the mists that these parts were famous for silently crept in. And by morning, fingers of fog had entwined themselves through Sar's thick hair and twisted their way into Neva's soft, slumbering dreams. For Neva dreamt that she was lost in a haze and that she could not find her sister. 
And when she awoke in the valley's misty morning, with fog swirling all around her, she grabbed for her sister's hand. But fear not, dear listener, for Sar was right there, still asleep. And Neva looked around for Wolf and could just make out his furry head at her feet through the haze of white. Hauka, she called out quietly, and she heard a rustling of pine boughs. And then there was Hauka, mysteriously appearing out of the fog, right by her side. Neva gave a little shudder. Hauka, how will we ever find our way in this mist? Neva wondered aloud to her falcon. While the raptor dipped her head to say, everything will be all right in her dear Hauka way. Sar stirred from her sleep, and so did Wolf. It was time to be on their way, if they could find it. Oh, this is terrible, said Sar, rubbing her eyes and peering through the murkiness. How will we ever get there through this fog? I suppose this is why folks call this place the Veiled Valley, said Neva. But I think we can make it, sister. We have Wolf, and Wolf can find anything. Neva ran her hand through Wolf's thick fur. Right, Wolf? she said. Well, Wolf licked her hand, and Sar nodded. Wolf could find anything. Still, Neva tried not to think of her dream. She didn't like this mist at all, and she didn't want her sister to worry. Neva was worried enough for both of them. And so they set out on the last day of their journey to the fairy ice skating ball in the densest veil of fog any of them had ever experienced. It was marvelous and mysterious, mystical and magical, and just a little bit scary, if they were honest. But the Fairy Queen's wondrous party began this very evening, and they just had to be there. So they couldn't wait for the fog to lift. And so they walked through deep woods and along a stream that led them deeper and deeper into the valley. And the deeper they got, the more fog there was. The white veil of fog covered everything. At times, it was so thick that Sarah was afraid that she would lose sight of her wolf and her older sister in front of her. And Neva, well, she kept looking back nervously as though she was afraid of losing her sister. I'm right here, Sar reassured her sister. Do you think the fog will clear when the sun gets higher? It usually does, said Neva. But it did not. The sun was a golden glow in the haze, casting strange shadows across the snow from every tree and rock. The girls were surrounded by fog, steeped in fog, they began to feel like they were made of fog. I see why they call this the Veiled Valley, said Sar. It really is like a veil hanging over the whole world. If it weren't for Wolf, I'd be afraid that we were walking in circles. Hmm, I don't know, said Neva. Let's take a break for a second and see if we can figure out where we are. I'm starting to feel confused. 
Neva stopped, and she tried to get a sense of where the sun was in the sky. But it must have been behind the clouds, because there was no golden light coming from anywhere in particular, just a dull gray light, and fog, 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 fog. With Hauka on her shoulder, Sar stepped up next to her sister. The raptor had restlessly flown back and forth between the girls all morning, as if she too was worried of losing one of them in the mists. I can feel the stream that is running next to us flowing under the ice, Sar said, placing her hands upon a massive boulder covered in moss and snow. And this crag is older than the mountains we were passing through. Can you feel that too? she asked her sister. Well, Neva nodded. Yes, it's ancient and and wild. The spirit of this place seems friendly enough, though. I just wish we could see where we were going. I don't like this. Wolf and I will lead for a while. You've been staring at this whiteness all day, said Sar. It's easier to follow. Come on, Wolf, let's get going, said Sar. We must be close, right? So Sar and Wolf walked ahead and Neva behind with Hauka on her shoulder, comforting her. Their path was more densely covered in fog than ever as it began to wind along a steep ledge. It reminded Neva of her dream. Sar, be careful, called Neva out to her sister. Why? called Sar. I I just, this reminds me of... And then, just like in Neva's dream, whoosh, Sar vanished in the fog. Sar, where are you? called Neva, all alone. But then, whoosh, Neva vanished too. Well, she didn't vanish, actually. That's being a bit dramatic. (laughs) What she did do was she fell. And by fall, I mean she slipped on a patch of ice and she rolled down the side of a steep ledge, sliding on the snow, sputtering and slipping and falling and tumbling and flinging and flapping and fumbling until she landed kerplunk right on top of her sister, who had just landed kerplunk right on top of Wolf. Oh, well, isn't this a fine sight, said someone with a tinkling laugh. And the sisters and their wolf looked up with bleary eyes to see the fairy queen herself, dressed in her finest finery, smiling down upon them. Welcome to the fairy ice skating ball, she said. Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, said Tsar. Thank you, said Neva. And then the sisters looked at each other and they laughed in relief. Not only were they not lost, they had found their destination. Wolf flicked the snow off of Tsar's nose and Hauka came down to land very gracefully on top of Neva's head. The fairy queen reached down and she helped the sisters up to their feet, gently brushing snow off of their backs. Well, that was quite a tumble you just took, she said. 
and the queen's ball gown shimmered as though it was spun of gold and delphinium, which, come to think of it, perhaps it was. Quite a lovely sight to see on such a cold, snowy winter day. You two must be Sar and Neva, hmm? I was just talking with the giant king about you two. Well, the sisters looked at each other and they frowned. Were they in trouble? And the fairy queen continued. I want to thank you both for extending him such kindness. The alliance between the fairies and the giants is often tenuous at best. But thanks to you two, we are on very good terms at the moment. Oh, well, you're very welcome, said the sisters together. (laughs) The smell of honey cakes mixed with cinnamon and cloves wafted through the air, and that dense fog, why, it had burned away in an instant. The sweet, pale winter sun shone in the west. It was almost time for the fairy ice skating festivities to begin. Go and eat something, girls. You must be very hungry, said the fairy queen, and she pointed the way to the food tents. Well, what an evening of wonder it was. The stars shone down upon the ice, making the whole world glow from above and below. The sisters skated and danced to the music from the finest fairy musicians. And the fairy queen and her shining crown of winter berries and crystals, junipers and gems and magic, gathered her subjects around her to welcome in the new year. They joined hands to celebrate another year of Earth's grace, giving their thanks for the splendor and abundance of the natural world in which they lived. For true gratitude is a gift that shines through the universe and makes the world whole again and again. And when fairy wishes are made, the lost things of the world are restored. This is the power of fairy magic, my friends. Do not underestimate them. And when the lute played a song, all the fairies sang along. Pipers and the drummers joined in, and oh, the joy. The sisters sang with all their hearts. What a, what a marvelous party it was. And oh, how they marveled. They could have danced all night. But not really. Really, they were quite tired after dancing and skating and singing and talking and laughing for hours. And they wondered where Wolf and Halka might be. The last of the fairy fires were flickering when they finally found them. Wolf and Falcon curled up together under a winterberry bush. Was Halka snoring? Hmm. The sisters curled up right around them. And in mere moments, all four of them were fast asleep. For who sleeps better than a happy, well-fed, well-loved fairy family on a night of great blessings like this one, in the good graces of not only the fairy queen, but the giant king as well? No one does, my dear listener. No one. Good night, Sar and Neva. 
Good night, Wolf. Good night, Hauka. Good night. Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Thank you for listening to the April 8th Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Now, the very best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook at April 8 and on my blog, April8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And you can support this show and get your fun rewards for your family at the April 8 Patreon page. Please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your family and friends and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their children. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, 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 la.